The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So what, um, kind of the theme for today is the idea that mindfulness is supported by being able to distinguish diff- how our experience, different aspects of our experience. In fact, the particular school that the Buddhism that we come out of in the ancient world, it was known as the distinguishers. <laughs> so the people who make distinctions. And, uh, and so, you know, that we can have a big buzzing experience, you know, idea of what it is. And then as we become mindful, we begin, begin seeing the actual pieces of that, what comes into play. So if I have a, if, you know, I could feel um, lousy, that's a very imprecise, what does it mean to be lousy? And so then I start being present for being lousy, and I find out that part of that is it's physical. I feel kind of heavy and drained and not much energy there. And I feel that heaviness that it's there. And then I notice that that lousiness feels unpleasant. And I don't like to feel unpleasant. So I'm kind of like trying to avoid it. And then I notice that uh, there's a mind state, an attitude that, you know, that um, I'm resisting it, I'm pulling away, I'm angry at it being there. If I bring attention to it, I'm trying to destroy it because I want to be different or there's embarrassment. There's all these, there's kind of an attitude, the kind of the awareness. Or I feel hesitant to get close to it because it's so difficult. So I don't want to, I don't want to know what's going on. I almost want to distract myself. So the awareness kind of pulls back and is hesitant. And then I see there's all these thoughts and beliefs and reactions and desires and aversions that are swirling around in connection to it. So what, in, so I start off just feeling lousy but then as I bring my presence to it in the present moment, I see these different aspects of it. And as I see these different aspects of it, there's more understanding. And then it's a little bit more uh, real uh, uh, how to learn how to be non-reactive to it. It's, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be present for, which is kind of a mystery if it just kind of be present for lousy. So you're, then you're present for something that's a little bit more, I don't know if the real is the right word, but something that's a little bit more concrete and recognizable and direct, not some abstraction. So part of uh, doing mindfulness practice is to learn, not, not so much analytically, it's not like you sit there and go through the checklist, and, but uh, it is slowly learning the ability to be able to make these distinctions. Um, uh, and it's natural to do so because, um, you know, if you look at a, a brick wall, from a distance it might just look like a orange wall. But as you get closer, you see that individual bricks, you see the mortar between them, and it just stands, you don't have to analyze, it's just clear, you see them. So as we get more and more in the present moment and are more present and closer to our experience, then it's kind of natural these different pieces begin opening up or showing themselves as being distinct as opposed to being, you know, um, you know all a blur or something from, from a distance. So these are the six areas, and in the tradition they're called the four foundations of mindfulness. So the four ways of establishing our mindfulness is by bringing attention, mindfulness, to these four different areas as it's appropriate. Okay? So the, uh, 
what I'd like to do uh, now is to do the, what's called the third foundation, which is the mind state or the attitude or the mood of awareness. So awareness, <clears throat> our ability to pay attention, awareness, is something that's not a fixed thing, but is quite fluid. It's probably made up of many component parts, and it flows in and out exactly how it is. There are times when we feel that our, our, our awareness is very narrow, and times where we can feel very expansive and open. If you go, like, you know, if you are doing your taxes, you know, it gets very narrow and tight, perhaps. But then if you go then and, you know, you know, teleport to the beach in Half Moon Bay, and you look out across the ocean, you suddenly your awareness gets much more expansive and open. You have a much more sense of panoramic open awareness. It's possible to um, adjust our, how close we are to experience. It's possible to kind of hold ourselves at a distance from experience. And it's possible to be very intimate with it and right closely connected. And people do that, make that adjustment in meditation sometimes when um, um, there are strong emotions. Some people find that with strong emotions, like it's, it's too hard to get close to them. And sometimes they step back and imagine that they're, they're kind of looking at him from a far, far away, and far away as they need to. I've known some people who imagine that they were on a, on a hilltop far away, and then they can be present for their fear. But if they get close to the fear, it's just like too reactive. And other times where it's what's helpful is to bring the awareness right in close to the, you know, if you have some, some uh, discomfort somewhere, just putting the attention right in the middle of it and just being right there. Or when you're breathing, being right in the middle of the breath as if you become the breath, as opposed to being distinct from it. So we can adjust and move and change how we're aware. In the same way, uh, we, the awareness also is influenced by the moods or attitudes we have. And so if, uh, if we have strong desire, it isn't just a moment of desire, but it's like a mood of desire. Or it's, it's obvious sometimes with anger. You can see someone walking down the street and it seems like they're fuming. And they're in a state. And, and so in that state, uh, uh, the way we see the world is, uh, is, is affected or is uh, colored by that, by that anger or by that desire or by the doubt or by, um, you know, whatever, you know, the strong states that we're in. It can also be strongly influenced by love or by generosity, or even by wisdom. It kind of has, it has a different effect on the state of the mind. So part of what we do in mindfulness practice is at some point become aware of uh, the quality of the awareness itself. With what, with what kind of attention are we noticing the breathing? With what kind of attention are we noticing a pleasant sensation or an unpleasant sensation? And this question of what kind of awareness, what's the general attitude that comes along with it? So is it tight? Is it expansive and spacious? Is it resistant and holding back? Is it plunging in? Is, it, um, is there a lot of desire? Or is there a lot of aversion that goes along with it? As a kind of general attitude, kind of, kind of interspersed, kind of indistinguishable in some ways from attention, it's just kind of like the... <clears throat> you put a dye in water, a red dye, and then the water's red. 
but you know it's water, but you know the water is also red. So you put the dye of anger into your awareness and it, it, it colors it red. You put the dye of desire, it colors it some other color. Does that make some sense? So, so it can be helpful to start noticing the quality of the attention, how you're aware, because a couple of things can happen then. One is that if you notice the quality of awareness, how you're aware, then you're less likely to be uh, unconsciously influenced by uh, those attitudes. So if you have aversion, for example, and you know it, then you say, oh, then, then aversive thoughts can come up, reactions come up, and you won't believe them so automatically. You won't get swept away in them. So seeing clearly what's going on gives you some freedom. It also gives you a chance sometimes to maybe adjust it. Sometimes it's easy to relax, let go, and switch the channel you're on. And perhaps there's a, there's a, a genuine, sincere, different channel that's not, you know, so, you know, that's better for you. And one of the ones that um, we encourage is a, a re- the relaxed awareness channel. So if you find that your your mind, how you're being mindful is tense or striving or kind of, you know, then we really encourage you to kind of notice that and try to have be more relaxed and at ease about how you're aware. Sometimes if you notice you're being too tight and narrow in the experience, <clears throat> it can be quite helpful to open up and be much more uh, spacious. And like you have a broad, open mind, uh, that uh, kind of you know, panoramic mind within which you can be aware of the particular details of the experience. So, so those are kind of the, some of the benefits from it. So hopefully that's understandable. Now some of you who might be relatively new to all this, if you don't understand this because it's a little too conceptual or something, new ideas, um, you're welcome to just to not understand. It's okay. The practice will unfold nicely anyway. So don't be too caught up in trying to understand this. And maybe as we do this meditation, maybe, um, maybe it'll become a little bit clearer. So take a meditation posture and it's not uncommon for people to be sleepy after lunch in which case you might meditate with your eyes open maybe pointing down to about 45 degrees to the floor or you might sit up straighter that keep you awake and you, and you also have the option to do standing meditation. And that is quietly, you can just stand up here and stand and meditate while standing. And that's a, people that usually don't fall asleep if they're standing. So, um, <clears throat> so begin by taking some deep breaths feeling your body and if you are sleepy emphasize the inhale which is a little bit more energizing and don't relax as you exhale if you do too much relaxing when you're sleepy it might put you to sleep 
and then let your breathing return to normal. And you might once again bring your attention into your right hand. And take a few moments to feel the right hand. The palm of the hand. The back of the hand. The fingers. Now as you being mindful of your hand, can you at the same time become aware of how you're aware of it, the hand? Can you notice something about the way that you're aware? Are you hesitant? Are you eager? Are you straining? Or are you hardly trying at all? Would you say your awareness is more receptive or more active going to the hand? What's the attitude or the mood of how you're aware that, or that comes with being aware? And then whatever you can notice about how you're aware, is it pleasant? Or is it unpleasant? Or is it neither pleasant or unpleasant? And especially if it's pleasant or unpleasant, how does a pleasantness and unpleasantness affect you? How do you react to it? What influence does that have on you? And then you can let go of focusing on your hand. And without any particular focus for the moment, bring your attention, if you best you can, to the general attitude that you have sitting here. What's the general mood or the general mindset 
with which you're aware. Might there be ways in which desire comes along with the awareness itself? Is there a way in which aversion comes along with awareness? Does awareness feel like a lot of work? Or does it come effortlessly to be aware? Is there some way in which being aware feels like a contracted state? Or does it feel more like an expansive state? state of mind you're in, is it pleasant or unpleasant? And whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, can you stay very simple, simply aware of that fact, not being for or against it? And then as you feel your general mood or attitude of awareness, is there any way in which you can experience that physically or any way it's expressed physically in your body? Any pressure, tension, energy? There might not be. So now after this little exercise on awareness, let's begin with the breathing. Again, you might take a couple of deep breaths. 
then establish relaxed, easy breathing. And then, <clears throat> like you're tuning into a radio station, tune yourself in to the body's experience of breathing. Maybe as if being aware of breathing is kind of like coming home after having been in a long trip. You come home to yourself, come home to yourself with the breathing and allow yourself to breathe mindfully. Letting go of your thoughts so you can better experience your breathing. And if you are sleepy, (coughs) give special attention to the inhalation to the energizing factor of breathing in.
notice when you're thinking. And see if you can let go of your thoughts or let them fall to the side. So you can be with your breathing. And while you're with your breathing, with a light touch, lightly become aware of how you're aware. The attitude or mood that comes along with being aware of breathing.
And then in the last five minutes of this sitting, see if you can recognize or allow for the silent aspect of awareness, the way that awareness can be aware in silence without the use of words, breathing in, breathing out, simply known in the quietness of awareness. <clears throat> 